Welcome, everybody, to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast, episode number 189. And coming up on this one, the Leafs go into Long Island with a four-game winning streak on the line, and they lose 4-3 in OT. We're going to look at Austin Matthews, not only, going down, not only going down as the greatest goal scorer in Leaf history, but maybe the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. That's a hot take, I guess. What do Leafs need to add to be successful in the play, playoffs? All this and more coming up on episode 189 of the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. Star Wars night on Long Island. The Leafs blow a 3-1 lead. Lou Lamorello, he says, Leafs fans, I am your father. Good old Lou, eh? Let's hit the intro. Tavares coming out, sends it in a go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. Don't forget to follow us on social media at the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Tip in Podcast, TikTok, Tip in Pod, Twitter, or X, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's called X, but everyone still fucking calls it Twitter. Yeah. I don't know, man. Not on there. Never have been. Never will be. So, Dale, I got to ask you something. What year did John Tavares sign in Toronto? <laughs> Was it 2000 and I don't even know. When was it? 18? Well, he's got one year left on a seven-year deal. So he's been here six years. Six okay. years. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Why do they never still stop. boo? No, never going to stop. That he's when he's in New York. Just they don't like, get over it, man. Sour grapes, man. They don't like how it ended. Like, they just don't like it. I, I can appreciate that. Like, I, I guess. Uh, I can appreciate the fandom being like, you know, you bailed on us, so fuck you. Even though the fact that like he went home and like they can't see that aspect of it, but you know, if Austin decided to split to Arizona, sour grapes on my behalf, a hundred percent. Like I don't give even a fuck. after not now, not now that he's going to spend the majority of his career here. Uh, if he still left, I'd still be like, what are you doing, man? You're choosing them over, like, at least the least or like a, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, man. But, like, I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll ever stop. As long as he plays fucking hockey, as long as he goes back there. He'll get booed every time he goes to Long Island. 100%. Every yeah. time. It's never going to stop. I get it. I see your point. I, it's, I guess it's kind of like the Raptors. Like, we booed Vince. Vince Carter for a long time. Yeah. A long time. They kissed and made up towards the end. Vince almost came back towards the end, yeah. but uh, didn't happen. JT will never return to Long Island. But um, anyway, hey, man, is what it is. It's all good. It doesn't bother me that much. But blowing a 3-1 lead does bother me. I don't love mm -hmm. that, man. I don't love that they had this game. I, I shouldn't even say they had this game. Like a 3-1 lead. But it was back and forth like all night. Like it was a pretty good hockey game, actually. But I don't love the fact that they blew a 3 1 lead here. Like, did they get a point? Sure. Like, the, at least the point streak continues. But I don't know. You got to find a way to bury this. And man, did it end quickly. 
and overtime, eh? Like lickety yeah. split, lickety split, just like yeah. that. Banana split. Nothing really happened. I mean, <laughs> no. they, they had the puck for maybe 10 seconds total, and that was no. it. No, not a great play by McCabe, and it was just in the back of the net, and, I, and that was it. But uh, anyway, hey, guess what, though? I'm going to be mainly positive here, mainly positive. They had Did just one They just won four. And I don't know exactly where you want to go here, but, like, not going to go nuts here. Matthew's incredible, going to spend a lot of time on him. Um, you know, four-game winning streak going in, and, you know, they still got a point even though they lost. So not the end of the world here. Sky's not falling. Um not by a long shot. So it's all good. And man, like it's things are just heating up now. Like we're going into the weekend against Colorado. I can't wait for that game. And then Detroit, whatever. But then next week, man, when we start rolling into like Edmonton, Winnipeg, we got coming up bank twice against the Jets. I think we got Vancouver coming up. Like I can't wait for those games to see how the Leafs match up against, well, the Jets and the Canucks the top two teams in the league and Colorado is cooking right around there too. So man, I, I just can't wait to see how they match up against the best teams in the West. Like, are you not looking forward to those games? Oh yeah. It's going to yeah. be something. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, after the California trip, uh, I mean, the LA game was good, but then you had Anaheim and back to back with San Jose. And then you go into long, like, it's going to be great to put yourself up against the best teams in exactly. some of the best teams in the league. I can't wait. The best teams in the league. And we so. may see Samson off. No, I don't think so. So let's go there first. Like what the fuck was this about, man? Like what? Okay. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but yep. I was absolutely floored when I heard that they recalled him. But now they're saying like, well, they wanted to get Hill to be a game on uh, Friday night or something like that. And they're going to send Samson off back down. And I think they're going to call Hill to be back up. Like, I don't know. Did, is that kind of what the message you got today? Basically like Sammy's probably yeah. not going to play the Detroit game. Like it's going to be Hill to be probably. Yeah. It kind or, of or, sounded, or maybe Jones will just end up playing both again. Who knows? It kind of sounded that way. Uh, it, they, they lean towards, they need to get Hill to be a game. Like n- Okay. Even, even if it's in the HL, like he can't just sit on the bench for two, three weeks. They got to play him. Fair. But I don't know. At the same time, they were kind of talking like, like Samsonov might be back. I don't know. That would be a gigantic mistake. Like, what are you doing? Like this guy, he didn't even play a game with the Marlies. Like he. Can you I play him? I, I can't see how you do. Because what, what if, if, what if, if the if, whole Jack Campbell thing happens? What if or, you, oh, you mean, can you, can you play him with the Mar? Oh, I was, That's I, what I, mean. I, I thought you meant, can you play him again with the Leafs? Well, you can't, I wouldn't play him again with the Leafs, but do you think they're, they might be thinking, God, if we put him in the AHL and he gets lit up, Okay, but like, at least the that's hell? At the least Toronto that's media not, is going to eat him alive. Okay, fair, but at least that's not hurting the big the big club. You put no, him not, in. You but, put you put him in on Sunday against Detroit, and he gets lit up again. This guy's career's over. It's over. I know, I know, but uh, it seems like Keith doesn't want to play Hildeby. You had your chance. I mean, Tuesday night was the night to do it. <laughs> someone else has someone, ever. someone else has to play net here eventually. I know someone we got a back to back coming up on the weekend. Someone else has got to play net. Like it was just weird. Some... The messaging about Samsonov it came across just like you said. Oh, we're just. It, it sounded like we're calling him up just to, so Hildeby can go down and get some ice time. And then, but then you're like, well, why hasn't Hildeby played yet? 
Like, why didn't he play again Tuesday against the Sharks? If you can't beat the Sharks with an AHL goalie in the net, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they would have easily on Tuesday yeah. night. Here's how I look at this, man. Like, there's no future in Toronto for Ilya Samsonov. There's not. It's over. After this season, it's done. There's nothing, in my opinion, he can do to – it's over. Like, they gave him the one-year deal, and thank God it was only a one-year deal. This is it. He's done. So why would you not – okay, like, try to get him going again? Maybe, because you might potentially need him. Like, I can understand that aspect of it, but I don't believe there's a future in Toronto for this guy. So why not see what Hildeby has? See what Hildeby can give you in a game or two. Be, because he's a potential guy that could be around for in the future. Don't Sam's you think not, that, don't you think no that window passed? No, I don't think so. I don't. I, think so. I just don't understand the thinking of why you didn't play him in the San Jose game. I hear it. Either the one in San Jose or the one in Toronto. But now you're potentially going to throw him to Detroit on Sunday. I don't think he's going to play, Chad. I think he's going to get sent. I think he'll be. Well, play who's going to play the back to back? I think Hildeby will. I think Hildeby will play on Friday. Samsonov will get sent back down. Hildeby will be called back up. Jones will play Saturday, and you get and Hildeby plays against Detroit on. That's what I'm saying. Sunday. That's what I think happens. That's what I think happens. I've been wrong many times before. Maybe yeah. that's I just what I was saying. I was saying like, why would that be his first game? Like, why did you not give him one of the San Jose games? I hear you. I hear like, you. Why were you so afraid to play him? Yeah, I hear you. What's it, what's Keith got going on that he doesn't want to play this kid? I don't know. I, I don't know how many games uh, the Marlies play this weekend, but it'll probably be at least a couple Friday and Sunday or something like that. Like, you got to get Samson off down there to play. Like, it's not, I don't know. We'll see. Like I just said, no future no future in Toronto for Samson off. Hill to be potentially there is. The guy's a monster. Like, six, seven or like crazy. Like, let's see what this kid can do. Like, put him in there. He, he yeah. can't possibly be worse than what Samsonov has given you. So, anyway, we'll see how that yeah. all shakes down. I just we'll I just wish they had have already done that. I, I agree. I agree. I think now is the time on Sunday. Like, it's got to be. Like, you got to play him Sunday. That's who knows? It. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um. Anyway, so some things I want to be – I'm going to go to Matthews in a second here. But I'm going to start with the fourth line chat. McMahon, we were talking about – our boy Bobby, Bobby, McMahon. Bobby McMahon on the last podcast we brought him up for a little bit how we were really liking what we've seen there and clearly Sheldon's liking what he's seeing too because Robertson even though he played okay the last game scored a goal Gregor was out with an illness so Gregor's ready to go who comes out of the lineup Robertson again not taking McMahon out Keith is liking what he's seeing from Bobby McMahon and so am I the fourth line but specifically the wingers, McMahon and Gregor, great speed, man. Yeah. And I guess here's like, I'm going to get into later about like the playoff situation and like what you think they need to add. I want, I want to ask you specifically that specifically that, but just right now, would you be comfortable starting the playoffs with the fourth line of camp Gregor and McMahon? Yeah. Are you, are you like, are you seeing what I'm seeing in there? I'm really yep. liking the look of those three guys. And I'm, I'm completely forgetting about Ryan Reeves. I forgot he was still even in the mix here. But Camp, Gregor, and McMahon, what do you think of the fourth line? Would you be comfortable with that to start the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be comfortable with that starting the playoffs. I think tonight against the Islanders was probably one of the best games I've seen the fourth line play. They yep. were buzzing out there. They, they were one of the best lines on the team tonight. Like, yep. Um, 
Yeah, I would totally be comfortable. I said in the last podcast, I think Bobby McMahon's game will translate well into the playoffs. Yep. I think I so really too. like Gregor. Gregor's been such a great surprise this year. Yeah, like he, big time. We talked about him signing when he signed a, the PTO, and we're like, oh, you yep. know, he, he'll be in and out of the lineup because yep. at that time we thought Reeves was going to play a lot more. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened. But, yeah, nope. great speed along the wings, and Camp seems to have a little spark in his ass since he took a seat for one game. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, agreed. I, I totally uh, – it's funny. I went back and I was watching like some of last year's playoffs and stuff I just on YouTube. And it's funny when you watch because you think about Vegas and you think about Jack Eichel and then you're thinking Florida and you're thinking like Matthew Kinchuk and stuff. But when you actually watch those games again, you realize how important Vegas's third and fourth line, oh. are, especially their fourth line. And yep. it was a and same with Florida. And it was a big reason for the Leafs. Like they just didn't have the depth. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, totally agree. Um, anyway, don't need to spend a ton of time there, but I just, I thought you would be in the similar opinion as me oh, that yeah. I, I'm liking the fourth line and I would be okay if they don't make a move there, but yep. we're going to get to potential Speed additions. And, and grit. Yeah, I like Speed it. I like grit. it. I like it. And and good hockey IQ too. They're all three pretty smart guys. I like that. And they I can like score. That. I like a fourth line that can pop a goal in every now and then. There you go. There you go. Uh, McMahon got the lease on the board tonight yep. to tie it at one. And then the Austin Matthews show, man, this guy Matthews with a sick goal to start the second period in tight, incredible, just work down low, right in front of the net, net front presence, patience for his 32nd goal of the season. Two minutes later, Chad, the Islanders turn it over right on the stick of Austin Matthews. He tucks it five hole. Yep. Right, right where you want. Nice turnover. Right where you want to put it. Right where you want to tuck it. Five hole between the legs of uh, Sorokin, I think is who's in net for the Islanders there. Um, Nice turnover by Holmberg. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. He created it. Good good job on him. So two goals in two minutes for 34, his 33rd goal of the season, fourth all time now in goals. For the Leafs, only behind, tied for fourth, but with Ellis, but fourth all time for the Leafs, all time goals, only behind Dave Keon, Daryl Sittler, and Matt Sundin. Matthews has 332 goals, Keon 365, Sittler 389, and Sundin 420. He's only 88 goals behind Sundin for taking over first spot. He could pass. Sundin before the end of next season. It took Sundin 13 seasons to do it. Matthews can do it in nine or less. Wow. Just giving you a few things there. He's only 88 goals away from oh, he's gonna passing. Do it. Oh my god, I'm just gonna blow by it, man. Yeah, like if he scores 60 this year, he'll pass Keon. He could pass Keon this year. He'll pass Sittler. What's Keon at again? 365. Okay. Matthews is at 332. So, you know, he gets 60 goals or a little more this year. He'll be he'll he'll pass Key on this year. He'll pass Sittler and, and Sundin next season for fun. For fun yeah. if he stays healthy. So it's just incredible. And the look, the guys on the TSN panel tonight were talking about during in the intermission. I don't know if you saw it or not. They were talking about like him being, and you said it in the intro. So like they were talking about Matthews not only 
going down as the greatest goal scorer in Leafs history, which obviously he already is. He doesn't have the record yet, but it's a formality at this point. He will. There's no doubt about it. He is the greatest goal scorer that has ever played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But what about the history of the league? They were comparing, like, since he's come into the league in 2016-17, he's just light years ahead of everybody, including Ovechkin, like, everybody for, for goals. What do you think, man? Like, do you think there is a possibility here that, like, okay, does Ovechkin catch Gretzky? It's not looking that way now. Like, a major dip for Ovi this season, but could he pick it up still? And and he might just play, like, Yager until he's fucking 45 just to get the record. Like, just kind of slow and steady, like, 10 10, goals a season until he gets there. But, uh, you know, who's to say that Matthews doesn't, like, keep on pace with Ovi and I don't know, like, do you think there's at least a conversation there, Chad, that maybe when it's all said and done, said and done Matthews is right there as the best, if not the best, one of the best, right? But possibility in your mind that he goes down as the best goal scorer, not just in Leafs history, but in NHL history. I know that's a big, a big it's a, it's a, Yeah, he would. But is it? But is it? it I mean, he... God, that's really tough when you look at it because, you know, I would have said the same thing about Ovi back in the day. Like, there's no way he, when he was scoring at will, I would have been like, there's no way he'll ever catch Gretzky or whatever. But he's in the ballpark right now. He's in the ballpark. So maybe, yeah, if Matthews keeps scoring at this pace, if he's 50 plus goals, like year in, year out, it could happen. And if he plays a long time and stays healthy, a lot of things have to go right. Yeah. But I mean, he could get himself in, just like Ovi is, where he's within striking distance. But it's it's such a huge number, though. <laughs> like, it's yeah. crazy. It is, but it's not that crazy. Well, he's at what? 330 now. Right? 333. 332. Sorry, after tonight, 332. Okay. So let's say. Yeah, he's a ways away from, eight, from 800. Well, let's say he scores like 30 more goals, right? And then yeah. he gets 50 the next five years, 50 goals each season. He'd, right sti- he'd still be almost 300 away from Gretzky. Okay, well, five seasons, though, that's just going to put him at the end of the of his, of his of this contract. I know, but eventually you're going to dip like Ovi. You're yeah. Take a dip. But, I mean, he, he definitely is in, in the conversation if he stays healthy and does what he's got to do. I think it's very much a possibility. Like it, it, it's a tall task, no doubt. But uh, all the least goal scoring records, he's gonna absolutely blow past oh. it. No, no one will ever touch it in the history. Like they're already like Nylander, Marner, Matthews are already knocking oh. knocking out records that have been in since like the sixties and seventies. They're gonna hold every offensive franchise record. The three of those guys, but he will yeah. be at the top for goals scored and. You know, oh. it, it is crazy. It is crazy. I, I think it's possible. It's a lot of things have to go right. And, you know, like Ovi still might not get there. And everyone's thinking like he will and thinking he was. And then all of a sudden a down year this year and whatever. Like Matthews will have a down year here eventually. But yeah. he had one to, last year. But who's to say like the next, you know, four, five years in a row that like he like you just said, he can't. Why can't he keep popping 40, 50, 60 goals a fucking season? Maybe he goes bananas one year and pops fucking 75 or whatever 78 well even goals i mean ovi even ovi didn't do that in his prime i know but that's why i'm saying like should 34 not be in the conversation yes 
I think he should be. Yeah, he definitely should be. If he, he keeps be. on this pace and he gets just shy of 70 goals this season, after just having a 60-goal season two seasons ago, I, that's that's crazy. If last year's his down season, look out. Did you see? Look out. 100%. Did you see on the overdrive? Did you see the intermissions or no? Yeah, I saw uh, the okay. second and third intermission. You, you know, you know, like how they won't, like Duffy won't give O-Dog the belt, like the quiz belt. Like he just, it's a recurring theme. He won't do it. I think at the end of the season, he'll give it to him on like the last TSM broadcast. But tonight he was like, he was giving it, Coley Aquo was doing the broadcast. Unfortunately, it wasn't Cheryl Pounder. We love Cole, uh, Carlo here, but Cheryl Pounder, come on, let's be serious here. But uh, anyway, O-Dog was like, give me the belt. <laughs> He's like, you better give me the belt. He started chasing Duffy around the desk and around the studio. Did you see that? I did. I missed that. Oh, it was awesome. O-Dog was chasing Duffy around the studio. That's for the awesome. Belt. I don't know if it was pre-planned or not. It didn't seem like it because they were all laughing so fucking hard. Anyway, anyway, um, love the broadcasts on T that TSN does. It's just so far superior to Sportsnet. God, it's just so far superior, the work that TSN does on the broadcast than Sportsnet. Anyway, going to throw something out to you here, Chad. McCabe and Benoit. Maybe tonight's not the best night to talk about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. McCabe and Benoit. What have, you, what have you seen there? Do you like that as a pairing? Would you be comfortable going into the playoffs with those two guys together, is Benoit in the lineup for you in the playoffs? That pair, tell me your thoughts on that. Could that still be a pair in the playoffs? Or is that just, we're working with that now until Tree Living does something else? What do you think about McCabe and Benoit? Uh, yeah, I think I think we're working with that right now until Tree Living does something else. So you would not be comfortable with that in the playoffs? I mean, I'd be okay with it, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, we're going to get to it later on. You're going to ask me what they need to add. And coming stuff. right up, coming right yeah, up. Well, D is on the list. And I think it, it's a good pairing. They've been playing well. They didn't have the best night tonight, but they've been playing well. Benoit has been, he's been really good, you know, and I would sure. be happy to re-sign Benoit at the same money he's making now because we're going to need sure. it next season. But at the same time, when it gets to the playoffs, I, I want I want more than that. I want more than McCabe and Benoit. But is that like, I mean, you look at Giordano and Lilligren, like they've been okay and whatever. Yeah. But like, do you like, I guess what I'm trying to say here, like, like if they add a guy and we're going to get to that in a second here on, on the back end or two, whatever, like is Benoit, is Benoit one of the guys that comes out for sure? Like it, it's not Geo, it's not potentially Lilligren. It's like, where's Connor Timmons? He's in no man's land. Yeah, this guy no can't, this guy can't get this guy can't dress for a game like Keith just will not do it like maybe back to back this weekend you don't need to play geo both games play him against colorado on saturday well, put, Gio, put, Gio was put just off for like a month okay but still he's you don't know. need to play him on back to backs we how many <laughs> we've talked about this I now know. like for two years straight like you don't need to be playing you're just well, gonna last burn him year out. You're last gonna year was out. ridiculous he never sat him and he played him ridiculous minute well, like Chad, all the time like he, he's gonna be burnt out come the spring there's he no was doubt. last spring so like you like i would i want geo in the lineup come playoff time but i want him to be at his at his yeah. at, okay well at i'm his okay peak. with i'm okay with that i'm okay with 
Like, I don't know what that has to do with Benoit. And no, no. I, well, I, where I ultimately was going there was like, would Benoit be the guy for you that would come out over, let's say, a Giordano or a Lilligren or well, whatever? I mean, if you're talking just once in a while to give Gio rest, no. But playoff time, yeah. Yeah, Benoit's yeah. the guy coming out. All right, yeah. Let's pump the brakes on Benoit. He's been no, good. No, He's know, had a I good know. stretch of games here. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're in game seven of the playoffs, do I want Benoit or someone better than Benoit on the ice? Yeah. But is Lilligren better right now? Is Giordano better right now? I guess that's ultimately what I'm saying. Uh, in the last little stretch, Benoit... I don't know. It, it's it's hard to say on what on what metrics are you are you doing this on on points? Well, uh, then no, because Benoit must, doesn't must, really get any points. Mustache, I think. Mustache, mustache yeah. <laughs> then Benoit's definitely he's probably the best on the team. <laughs> well, easy there, easy now, easy on that. Oh, sorry, best, best on defense. Yeah, defense. Best on defense. Okay. God, I, I, <laughs> I didn't forget about the mustache that we all know and love, Tony. Okay, okay. but yeah. Um, Benoit McCabe, it's a good pairing right now. They're playing well. Doesn't mean anything come playoff. Time. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to get your thoughts yeah, on yeah, that. For sure. not, not the best night to talk about that. They didn't thought, have a great night. No, but I thought, Although but they, he did throw Anders Lee into the net, which was nice. Sure. Sure. I, I think ultimately, like, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the playoffs. I think they've done a decent job that pair together. I've liked them, actually. I think they've they, they, they matched well together, and I, I do like them as a pair. Yeah. Playoffs, eh. Not so sure. You're that's playing the Boston you. Bruins in the playoffs. Yeah, not so sure. That's what you I want would like to have then. a stronger defense core. You want a stronger D is what you want. Oh, you you need, need a more a powerful, D. bigger D. I yeah. 100% it's hard, agree. It's hard to get in between the B's if you don't have a big D. Exactly right. Yeah. Now listen to this, Chad. The Atlantic Division, very tight. The, I But I think the Eastern Conference is wide open this season. I truly believe that. I don't think there's a true standout. I like the Bruins. I like the Panthers. I like the Leafs. Carolina's coming on a bit. I like the Rangers. There's some things cooking, okay? Like, there's a lot of good things. But I don't think there's a clear-cut standout like this team's going to win the Eastern Conference. I'd say the same thing in the West, although there's a lot of good teams, like, at the top of the West there. But... Look, possible playoff matchups right now, it would be the Panthers and the Leafs. So let's just go with that. The Panthers could win the, the Atlantic and, you know, it ends up the Bruins drop down or Tampa comes on. We don't know for sure what's going to happen, but let's just say it's the Panthers. If it ends up being Florida and Toronto in the first round, what do you think the Toronto Maple Leafs need to add? What does Tree Living need to do by the deadline or at the deadline? so that the Leafs can win that series against the Panthers, or whether it's the Bruins or the Panthers, whatever. What needs to be done? What should be added for this Leafs team to... You look at the Panthers, hell of a fucking hockey team. Mm -hmm. Killing it. I love the way that fucking team plays. Love the way they're coached. There's not a lot about that team I don't like. The way the Leafs are currently formatted, I don't love their chances in that series. Do you and... If not, what do you think should be added to give the Leafs a better chance to beat the Panthers if that ends up being the first round match? Yeah, it's it's defense. And that's it? Uh, you can add some forwards. You could add some grittier, maybe. I mean, yeah, you could you could maybe add some third line, fourth line guys. Like we said, I like the fourth line. I have no I like problem going line. to the playoffs with that. If you want to add another centerman, maybe. Like someone to center the third line. Move like Domi got, to the wing. 
yeah, like last year was ideal. You go out and get a guy like Ryan O'Reilly at the deadline. Like that I don't, is, I don't, I don't see that happening. That ain't happening. That was just, that was perfect. But defense, yeah, I would really like to bolster the defense, one or two players, and get everyone in the right position going in. So then you have guys like Benoit and ready to go and step in. Yeah. But if I could, yeah, if I could just move everybody down a notch, like if TJ Brody could be your fifth defenseman instead of, you know, playing top four, that would be nice because Brody hasn't really had a great season. That would be my key thing. And Tree Leaving's even that. that's Tree Leaving's even said that. He's like, I got this is what I gotta do this year. I'm gonna sign Austin. I'm gonna sign Willie and I'm gonna bolster the D. Well, you did two of three. So I guess that's next. So yeah. like, I, I would jump in on that and I would say I would add size up front and yeah. I would uh, add some size on the back end. Now I'm not talking like full every like I'd be okay with adding one guy on the back end who's a stay-at-home guy and add somebody like a third-line player, kind of like you said, that can jump in with Domi and Yarncroft. Holmberg is not going to, you know, he can, whether they trade Holmberg or, or Robertson or they're just like healthy scratches, you know, you're going to need a bunch yeah. of guys if you want to go on a deep run. But I For think sure. a little a little size up front and some size on the back end, who yeah. that is, yet to be determined. But Tree Living has also spoken about like, not really interested in trading Fraser Minton. Not really trade uh, interested in trading Easton Cowan. They're going to need That's some. Fine. They're going to need some guys like on entry levels going forward here the next couple of seasons. And I don't think he's super stoked about like wanting to trade the first round pick. Like he's talking about wanting to restock the cupboards. The cupboards being bare. This kind of stuff. Okay, but you can want to do everything, but you can't. You so can't I know he says he says all that shit, and I'm like, well, you can't do. You can't keep all your prospects and all your young players and all your draft picks and bolster the defense. Yeah. Or whatever. But I, I'm with you. But I think, it might I not think Robertson, I think Robertson, Holmberg, like you can part way. You have enough of that type of player. I said this before, and you gave me shit about talking about trading Robertson because you were like, well, what if he turns out to be a great player? I'm like, well, you have William Nylander signed for eight years. You yeah. have Austin Matthews. You're probably yeah. going to re-sign Mitch. You don't need Nick Robertson. No, I, I've come I've come around on it. I've come around on it. Like I think so I would can... trade Robertson, Holmberg, guys like that. They're great. I like them, but you can replace them. And if you want size, like you say, it's probably better for you in the playoffs. Mix it up. You have enough speed and skill. Mix it up. Not Ryan Reeves. Yep. But like a power forward. Well, like let someone me make... who can skate and play in big. Well, you know he... what I really liked last year? I really liked Nolachari. Awesome. I would love to have another Nolachari, like someone who's gritty, who can play third and fourth line, kill penalties. That would be awesome to add at the deadline. Well, here's what you could add without giving up anything. You could pop him right on the wing on the third line with Domi and Yarncroc, and this guy would be an absolute beauty in the playoffs for the Leafs. And I'm talking about Corey Perry. Oh. Hide your mom's, hide your sister's. Corey Perry's coming to town, folks. Where is that supposed you... to rhyme? I don't. I, I didn't even try to rhyme it there. Okay, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I think that's I'm just, a rhyming thing you're supposed to do. Whatever. I didn't even. I didn't even try to rhyme it there. Uh, what I am saying is, you don't have to give up anything. No prospects. No nope. draft picks. No nothing. And All he you probably gotta... signed for league minimum because oh. he he got paid by Chicago. Hundred percent league minimum. No doubt about it. Do the Leafs want to add something? Like I, we still don't even know what happened. Like we know what we. We, I know what I think happened, but like we don't know for sure what happened there. But there's a guy you can get, pop him on the wing, 
you know, imagine Perry instead of Robertson or Yonkrock with, or sorry, instead of Robertson or, or Holmberg with Domi and, and, uh, Yonkrock. Like, yeah. man, there's a guy. Like, well, whatever he did, jam, he brings you the jam. Whatever he in did, in more ways than one. Whatever he did has got to, I mean, the team's got to know. It's got to, I wish it would just come out so we'd all know. But look at it this way, man. The league investigated the situation and said, yeah, he's good. He can sign with any team. Right. So whatever the hell happened was not enough for the NHL to be the, because there's no, if they had been like, he can't play again in the NHL, people have been like, okay, well, you know, he's however old he's done everything he can do. It's time to retire. But the league looked into it and said, yeah, you can go play anywhere you want. You're fine. He's so it, it can't be that bad. He's available now. I say grab him. What says you? I'm on the fence. Dude, I'm on the not, fence. not me. Not me. Bring him in. Let's go. Well, it guy, is a guaranteed trip to the Stanley Cup Finals. This guy is killer in the playoffs. He will help this team in the playoffs as a third-line player. No, Can play up and down the lineup. Heart and soul guy. Leaves it all on the fucking ice. Leave the baggage bullshit off the ice. We don't know what happened, whatever. Will he help this team? On the ice, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that he can and that he would. So I'm, hey. You know what's funny is that, like, whatever happened what? in Chicago is so weird. But when it happened, everything I read from teammates and coaches and other people he's played with talked about, like, how great he was in the room. And with, like, when he, he was an asshole to play against, but sure. when he was on your team. So it's just something weird happened in Chicago. So, yeah, the more I think about it. Yeah, maybe I would take a chance, depending on what it was that he did. If I'm tree, if I'm tree living, like you said, the league said he's good to go. So clearly, it wasn't that bad of a thing. Yeah, but like, you have it, to know what it is because you can't sign him. Sure, and then it comes out, and you're like, oh my god. Okay, so they'll be up. They'd be able to like a phone call to the agent, whatever. They can find out what happened. But like, look, like we were just talking about tree living, not wanting to give up, like really the top prospects and like draft picks, whatever, like, which he's probably going to have to like trade the first anyway, like potentially on the blue line. Maybe not like he might be able to steal somebody for and, and keep the first, whatever. But all I'm saying is here's a guy, Corey Perry, that tree living can bring in that will help this team on the ice. Yeah. And you don't have to give up anything to get him other than the cash. Do it, do it, do it. I'd be all in on Corey Perry. We'll see. So, I bet it's not long until he signs. Anything else? No, that's it for tonight, Chad. All right. Well, we will be back this weekend, probably Sunday night after the Detroit game. We'll yep. watch the back-to-back. -back. We'll come back with the Detroit game. We are yep. going to get into um, more as the playoffs to get closer, the trade deadline, all that all-star game. We'll have more special episodes coming out. So oh, man. Stay next tuned week, for that. Next week is going to be great, man. Once we get into the games against the Jets and Vancouver yeah. and Edmonton, it's going to – oh, I can't wait. Can't wait till next week. Some late games, so we won't be doing the podcast right directly after the games. It'll probably we'll do it be the, like next the next day. day, but I just can't wait for those games to see how the Leafs match up against the best teams in the league. I can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. Going to be awesome for the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast. Don't forget, follow us on social media at the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Hit like and subscribe and leave a comment while you're on YouTube. Tipping Podcast on TikTok, Tipping Pod on Twitter. Email us tippingpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Chad. I'm Dale. And we will. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Go, Leafs, go.
We'll see you after the back-to-back against Colorado and Detroit. Who will be playing net for the Leafs? There we go. There we go. Showing some love. Showing some love to the viewers on YouTube there. Chad's <laughs> crazy stuff going with the computer. I don't know what's cooking there. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see who's playing net in, against Colorado and against Detroit. Should be very interesting. Anyway, guys, we'll catch you Sunday night after the Detroit game. We'll catch you later.